and welcome to episode seven of the crash rabbit pod the podcast dedicated to exploring the magical world of tokyo joshi i'm your host robbie and i am joined as ever by my friend ty yes thank you how are you ty i'm doing great what about you robbie uh i sprained my ankle during running the other day so that wow. was fun <laughs> um but yeah i've just kind of been you know kind of having our little spring break we had i'm sure you had yeah. your spring break as well yeah, and so Definitely. did uh tokyo joshi it's been quite a while since um we we've uh recorded because you know tokyo joshi uh hasn't ran a couple of shows in a while um but they're back uh back to start off their spring tour this year it is titled the bullet Encompasses two shows, uh, the 21st of March as well as the 27th of March. Um, so yeah, before we get right into it, we have a couple of news to talk about. Uh, literally just recently, begin it was announced on the Tokyo Joshi Pro Twitter page that beginning in April, TJPW will hold all English one-match shows that will stream twice a week on Universe called That's JPW where the J stands for Joshi slash Japanese, according to Tetsuya Koda. Um, it will be commentated by Gato Moves, Balianaki, and DDT's Chris Brooks. This is a very um, exciting idea, just a one-match show all in English twice per week. Uh, what do you think about it? I'm actually excited, because then I'll be able to understand what's, <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> um, no, Tokyo Joshi Pro is growing, so I think this is a, an interesting way that to you know, welcome new Western English-speaking fans yeah. that don't know Japanese. So it's going to be interesting, um, especially with it just being one match. Um, we're probably going to find a way to incorporate them into our reviews, uh, especially because they seem to be shorts, but who knows? We'll see what happens. But it's only one, one match? I'm sure. I'm sure there might be something else to it. Like okay, maybe yeah. like they have maybe they have like a promo or something. I don't know. We'll yeah. find out. Um, begins in April, so that's exciting. Second off, uh, Wrestle Princess Two that's happening on October 9th, uh, will be taking at or taking place at Oda Ward Gymnasium, which has held events for New Japan and Pro Wrestling Noah with a ca- capacity about. Uh, 4,000 people. Uh, that's probably not going to happen because, you know, um, restrictions. Uh, last year, Wrestle Princess was held at Tokyo Dome City Hall. So this is a big upgrade for Tokyo Joshi. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. It seems that we have a our big storyline going into the next Korkin show in April with... Maki Ito announcing that she will be challenging Rika Tatsumi for the Princess of Princess title at that Corkin show. Ty, I am very excited for that match. <laughs> Me too. I, I yeah. mean, do you, 
are we allowed to make predictions yet or eh, we'll talk about it later but um okay. yeah yeah as we as we you know segue right into those type of promos and stuff i'm very excited for that match um so yeah so as always all the translations uh from the sh- from these two shows are brought to you by the ddt slash tjpw english update page on twitter the first show of the spring tour the bullet happened on the 21st of march at itabashi green hall in tokyo where the up up girls sang all along the way and they do the same for the next show on the 27th and we had our matches so first match is a singles match between mizuki and mo uh, Mizuki versus Moka Miyamoto with Mizuki defeating Moka with the QD special in 7 minutes and 56 seconds. This match was basically Mizuki just being a complete dick to, Mo- to Moka basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Not too much to say here. Um, and, you know, just Mizuki was going to win this match, of course. Um, I thought she showed off a good amount of personality against uh, Moka. Uh, especially yeah. when they catch each other's legs and then uh, the ref <laughs> is like, okay, let go of each other, three, two, one. Mocha lets go, but Mizuki doesn't, which is great. Uh, I also liked uh, Mizuki running across the apron, just stomping on Mocha. Um, she's just one step ahead of her. Um, she, of course, has a ton more experience in that regard. Um, but I did notice that Mocha's uh, karate strikes, they looked a lot harder than usual, which is good. Definitely. Yeah, I noticed that. It's it's kind of like an improvement, I guess. Mm-hmm. We're starting to see some more development with her attacks yeah. being more like cleaner, hard hitting. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a great improvement for Mocha. Um, pretty other than that, it was a pretty standard opener. Not too much to it. Um, I thought there was a good sequence towards the end with Mocha avoiding a top rope double foot stomp and then striking Mizuki in the corner, but. Uh, Mizuki kicks back and then immediately eats a drop kick for Boka. So that's pretty much it. Uh, Mizuki was clear, clearly going to go over, which is the right decision. Um, and her bits of brattiness are great. I gave this <laughs> two and a quarter star. Oh, wow. Me too. Is that the same? Yeah. All right, cool. All right, match two. It's already that time to join the palm order. We have a six woman tag with. Now, I can hear you being like <laughs> shaking your head. Um, yeah. Six woman tag with Now Kakida, Palm Harajuku, uh, our president, and Harunaneko taking on Hikari Noa, Mayura Kiryu, and Sena Shiori. We have Now Kakida defeating Sena with the Shiden Kai in nine minutes and 26 seconds. It's an interesting uh, start to this match where uh, Hikashio, they attack right before the bell, but Funny enough, uh, Mahiro doesn't. Um, she just goes into the corner, being that lawful good <laughs> self of her. Yeah. Um, she does join them to attack Nao's team in the corner, but um, Nao's team moves out the way, so Mahiro doesn't hit anybody. Poor Mahiro. That tends to happen to her quite often, actually. <laughs> um, Ty, what did you think of this match? Well... My hero was getting beat up like, throughout this whole match. She, um, she actually got a decent amount of time in this match. It, which was, yeah. Which I thought yeah. was interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Palm really went against my hero pretty well. I, mm. I enjoyed that bit. It's like a highlight right. for me. Yeah. So, surprisingly. 
Yeah, just mostly a uh, Hikari, you know, standard stuff. Hikari's team working over Neko. Yeah. I'm sorry, were you going to say anything? Sorry. No, 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 no. you can keep going. Um, I, I did appreciate Mahiro selling Neko's face scratches. Uh, she did that very well. Yeah. Um, I thought there was a great back and forth sequence between Hikari and Nao. Uh, just exchanging drop kicks and big boots. Um, pick, basically picking up where they left off at a positive chain uh, oh, yeah. in that six woman. So I thought that was good. Um, I liked how Mahiro escaped one of Palm's shin kicks by just jumping over her. That was great. Um, but yeah, eventually you just get a, an ending sequence between Now and Senna with uh, now countering the spaceship and then kicking Sun on the ropes before hitting the Shinkai. I thought there was a great visual of Hikari trying to get into the ring as Senna was pinned. Other than that, again, pretty standard uh, six woman uh, with the working over spots, quick exchanges, and fast finish. Uh, Hikari and now sequences of kicks and slapping each other just further adds to a potential feud. Uh, that was, like I said, sparked from Positive Chain. Um, I was going to say, I'm excited to see where this leads to, but uh, something that happens on the next show definitely would affect that. <laughs> um, yeah. I also gave this match a two and a quarter star. I gave it a 2.5 out of five. Yeah. Two and a half, yeah. Yeah. Um, match three, we have a... I just noticed we're going really rapid fire here. It's yeah. Interesting. Uh, match three, we have a three-way match between... Yuka Sakazaki versus Shoko Nakajima versus Suzume with Ty's favorite Shoko defeating Suzume yes. with the Northern Light Suplex in 11 minutes and 39 seconds. This match was a ton of fun. Yeah, it was. I really like this. Ty, what did you think? I loved it. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I wanted... How can I explain it? I wanted Shoko to beat Yuka in a way. Wow. I feel like that would have been so unexpected, but right. you know, of course, Suzume was kind of like had a little unfair the- advantage in a way against Shoko and Yuka, but she did really good fighting right. against him. Like I, I, I did like the story of this match where it's basically just a reunion with the Miraclians, uh, Shoko and Yuka's uh, yeah. tag team. Uh, with Suzume just thrown in for the mix. Um, <laughs> the, be- the beginning, like, uh, parts of this match, uh, you-, you just see Shoko and Yuka just going a uh, thousand miles per hour, and then you just see Suzume just trying to get in, trying to yeah, engage, and yeah. she just backs off because Shoko and Yuka are just going at it. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy that. There's a ton of high-speed sequences in this match. Um, I really liked uh, Shoko and Yuka. They shake hands. It's like, oh, they're reuniting again, and then Shoko just tosses her out of the ring. Um, uh, Later on in the match, the Miraclians, they catch Suzume and throw her face first into the corner, which I thought was a good spot. Then they hit their signature uh, tag work, which I thought was great. Uh, Yuka goes to pin Suzume, and then I like how Shoko just literally jumps on top of her. (laughs) Stop it. Yeah. Um, Yuka in this match, she, uh, she like momentarily grabs Shoko's tail and then immediately just runs out of the ring, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, she does hit a fantastic like double pin, just wrapping Shoko and Suzume up for a near fall. That was really good. 
But yeah, um, those are like just great back and forth between Shoko and Yuka. They know each other so freaking well, and you can definitely see it here. Yeah. Um, just a discus into a rider kick until like a failed 619, and, and then <laughs> later on into a rolling snapmare until like a caught Frankensteiner. It's just nonstop action. I really like that. Um, I really like the spot of Yuka trying to climb the ropes for the Magical Girl Splash, and then Shoko just... 619's for leg in the ropes, which I thought was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, but not to take anything away from Suzume. She did uh, get her moments in the uh, latter part of the match where she takes out both of them uh, with a dropkick to Shoko and, to, and then like a face buster to Yuka. I thought that was great. And then, oh, and let's not forget, uh, Yuka hit an avalanche reverse STO on Shoko. And I was like, whoa, they did not have to pull that out. But they did, so... It's a very long yeah. name for a move. <laughs> I, you know me, I'm kind of terrible at uh, wrestling names. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, I actually found out uh, a couple weeks ago that uh, Mira Mayer is actually the name of... Uh, what's her name? Mariah's uh, Kimura Lock, which oh. makes that feud meet... Yeah, I, I'm terrible with move names. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so that just makes that match seem... Or make more sense, basically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and Shoko, she hit the Northern Lights for the pin, and I thought it was interesting how Yuka was literally one second away from breaking up the pin. Oh, but yeah. She was, yeah. She was, like, grabbing at the, like, almost there, and I was like, Yeah, oh, like. And then she did it, and I was like, oh. Literally hit three, and then, yeah. like, <laughs> she hit them. Yeah, I, I don't know if that will play out uh, later, possibly. I don't know if it was just a spot in the match, but I thought it was an interesting little wrinkle. Uh, I thought this was high-speed fun between the Miracle Ends. Uh, I just love Suzume's role in this match. Uh, she was kind of like an outlier just between uh, the clashing forces of Yuka and Shoko, but she looked great in there. And then, you know, Yuka and Shoko, they, they know each other so well and have great chemistry. I thought this was a fun match. Really did. I, I gave it um, uh, three and a half out of five. Oh, I gave it three and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. If um, anything, I yeah. thought I was being like too positive, and and then your score came in. And I was like, <laughs> I, I I thought this match was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I, just, yeah. I I love just the, these high speed high speed fest of, but especially between Suzume, Yuka, Shoko, all the play, players in this match. It was going to be a good match for me, either way. Yeah. All right. Now time for match four. We have another six-woman tag. Uh, there's a lot of six-womans we'll be reviewing on the show. <laughs> uh, six-woman tag between Nunaga Tenma, Yuki Aino, and Erisuendo versus Hyper Masao, Marka Kobashi, and Raku with Notka defeating Marka with the kill switch in 11 minutes and six seconds. Before the match, Hyper says, Hello, Bill. Hello, big children, and introduces herself, Raku and Marka, as the Oyasumi Gyaru hero team. Hyper says, nice to meet you to Erisu, and that she will not start the match unless Erisu shakes her hand. Okay. <laughs> uh, very similar uh, treatment to Erisu from Hyper, like she did when she first faced off against Nao for, th for the first time a couple months ago. Um, Hyper offers her hand. Uh, Bakuretsu sisters, they keep Erisu away, saying it's too early, which probably a wise decision from yeah. the sisters. 
Um, Node call offers her hand and Hyper retracts, which I thought was great. And then uh, they start the match. And by start the match, I mean Hyper just tosses Nodica back and forth in, like between the ropes like for a pretty long time to, like, to a point where Nodica has to grab one of the ropes to like take a break from running, which I thought was pretty entertaining. And then it just seems that like uh, Hyper's team is just destined to make Nodica run as she has to leapfrog across all three of them. Uh, but she does roll over them. And then kind of poses to the crowds of balls, but then like collapses out of like exhaustion, which I thought was great. Um, Hyper's team, they have Raku on it. They pull out the Oyasumi Express and they even allow Aino to be part of it, which was great. Uh, Aino hesitates, which is enough for Raku to just chop her and then they just do it. And then, yeah, um, another spot I really liked in this match is when. Uh, Hyper Missile tied up Erisu for the hero correction system. So it's basically uh, welcome to TJP from Hyper Missile, which I thought was great. And um, yeah, uh, Ty, what did you think of this match? I thought it was pretty good. Um, it definitely didn't match up to the match before it, but it was. It was pretty yeah, nice definitely. match afterwards. Um, I feel bad for Nodica. Because I can tell yeah. she really wants to be part of the superhero team. <laughs> like, she's always been blown away by Hyper Missile's, like, inventions from, like, her stuff right. or whatever. So you can mm -hmm. tell that Nidoka wants to be part of it. And I thought that's so sad. She just rejected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought um, Hyper and I know they had a good sequence between each other, just trading slams. Uh, I thought the... I've called, I call, I don't I'm not sure if this is their official name, but I've just called them the Gyaru train. I thought Marika and Raku, they had some good double team offense on Nodica, uh, just with the chop on the apron followed by a good leg drop. Um, I thought Marika actually had a very good showing uh, against Nodica, especially during the last few moments of this match. Yeah. You know, just showing off her quickness, uh, chopping Nodica, and then transitioning into a guillotine. But Nodoka, she eventually lifts her into a Samoan drop, then hits the kill switch for the win. Uh, I thought this was a pretty wacky and fun six women. Um, very fun spots, like I said, between Hyper's team in general. And then Marika looked uh, great against Nodoka. Uh, she definitely got a good amount of offense in towards the end. Uh, I gave this a uh, two and three quarters. Me too. There we go. We yes. match again. Yeah. And finally, on the show's main event, we have a tag match between Daydream, Riga Tatsumi, and Mia Watanabe versus Mia Yamashita and Mirai Mayumi, with Rika defeating Mirai with the Dragon Sleeper in 13 minutes and 57 seconds. I thought this match was great. Ty, do you agree? I agree. It's really good. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't really expect much from Mirai. And then she, okay. she surprised me a bit. She, yeah. she really did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mirai and Miu is a team that I've, I've thought about before, uh, but actually never really saw uh, tagging like anytime soon. So I'm really yeah. glad that I got to see them here. And just the combination of just Miu strikes. Uh, here, let me... Let me get into Yamashita Watanabe mode. Yamashita strikes uh, in combination with uh, 
Mirai's quick and quickness and power. I thought that was great. Um, I really liked how Mirai started off the match with Riga, and then you transition into uh, Watanabe and uh, Yamashita battling at IELTS. I thought they had a great uh, power struggle. Uh, I thought a really good spot was Watanabe lifting Yamashita onto the apron with Rika pulling her off. And then I thought it was interesting how Daydream, they actually worked over Yamashita, or Yamashita uh, for the hot tag to Mirai, which in hindsight actually makes sense because high, high speed Mirai is one of my new favorite things in Tokyo Joshi. <laughs> um, like I said, the just the power... Uh, struggle between Yamashita and uh, Watanabe was great. Then you have um, a power slam plus a giant swing on Mirai. Uh, later on, Rika goes for a hip attack. Miyu, or Yamashita catches her and hits a great kick to the side of her head. Ugh, I just love that slap. Um, Mirai, she obviously showed off her power. Uh, she got uh, Rika into the mirror mare before Rika counters. Um, she actually does um, get her fully into the mirror mirror until uh, Watanabe breaks her out. Um, I thought I, there was a good sequence of Rika dodging uh, one of uh, Yamashita's skull kicks to follow it up with a big step up in Zaguri. Uh There was a good lariat to Rika. And then Mirai tries, uh, tries to run at her but gets hip attack twice. Just, just very fun stuff throughout uh, I thought that was a very good tag team match overall with some great exchanges. Uh, Daydream, as a team, they're, they're great. Uh, Mirai, she had some good sequences with Rika. That's, that's a match I would like to see. Yeah. And then I also uh, enjoyed the strikes between Miu and Rika. So, Ty, what did you give it? I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I also gave it a 3.5 oh. out of 5. Yeah, I thought it was very good. Uh, Post-match, uh, Rika, she grabs the mic and talks about she now has a challenger for the Princess of Princess title at uh, the April 17th Korken, which has since been dubbed Still Incomplete. So that's the title of that show. Uh, she, obviously, her challenger is Maki Ito. Uh, she says how Maki has taken the world by storm and how everyone's talking about her including how her Twitter got hacked, which I thought was an interesting, <laughs> an interesting little detail to put in. Luckily, yeah. she got it backed. Um, uh, she says that they, are, uh, that they are Tokyo Joshi and that they will spread the Tokyo Joshi name to the world at Korokin. And then backstage, Rika continues her promo by saying that she received a passionate letter from Maki and that she accepts her challenge. Since everyone is talking about Maki... Rika's goal is to beat her and get her name and Tokyo Joshi Pro out there as well. She refuses to admit that Maki topped out, or tapped her out during the Max Hart tournament and that, Kurt, that the current version of Rika Tatsumi loses to nobody. She then brings up an interesting point, saying that she congratulates Maki on achieving her dream of wrestling in AEW, but then she mentions that Maki's been praised so much that she's lost her edge. Rika likes the, quote, corrosive, rabid, lone wolf version of Maki Itomore and that she will bring that back at Still Incomplete. That's very interesting. I really that, like that, as that aspect to that story. 
I did not expect any of that <laughs> at all. This is this is why like uh not it it blows my mind how many people don't know about these translations. Like that's well, why I, I talk about them. Until, well, like, yeah, but <laughs> basically. Well, no, no, I mean, like, uh, the there's translations in general. Like, some people, like, they don't know that. Like, that surprises uh, the hell out of me. It's it's very odd. Um, but anyway, um, I think that's a very interesting wrinkle because over this past year, um, Maki, she's kind of been maturing lately, getting better in the ring, and then uh, she's still her uh, Maki self, but um, especially with her little uh, uh, team with... Uh, Miyu Yamashita, they've been growing together. She's been getting a lot more serious. So Rika pointing out that uh, Maki has lost her edge and she wants the corrosive, rabid, like, that's very interesting. And it, it makes me excited for the match. Uh, what match that they are going to have, it's still incomplete. Is that actually the name? Still yes. incomplete? <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure what it means but there's probably some meaning to it it just kind of I, sounds like they couldn't find the name so they just kept still incomplete. I, I think there is a meaning but i just didn't read it or something or maybe i forgot i don't know um overall i thought this uh show was very uh was very uh good uh, to start off the spring tour uh, i i like how the certain seeds have been planted as we had to still incomplete uh the three-way between the Miraclians and suzube uh, along with the main event, were just great stuff to watch. And I just like how the match between Rika and Maki is starting to build. I gave this show a 7 out of 10. Me too. We are just matching today. We ma Well, we matched so much the last podcast, so I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe our <laughs> like ratings are getting close together. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we have our second show that happened on the 27th of March, continuing on with their spring tour, The Bullet. The event happened at uh, Shinkaba First Ring in Tokyo. And this is, of course, Maki Ito's back from quarantine show from uh, traveling to AEW and becoming everyone's new favorite wrestler. Um, beginning of the show, Sayori, she comes out and announces that for Universe members only, there will be a pre-TJPW show on the 9th of May at Itabashi back again. Uh, that's very good to hear. Uh, the pre-TJPW shows are always a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, the, the one that happened last year, uh, it gave us Yuka versus Palm in a, quote, Valentine's death match, which is just, if you are a Tokyo Joshi fan and haven't seen that 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 show is amazing i think it happened on like the 15th of what uh february la last year just yuka versus palm that, that that's a fun show <laughs> anyway uh then we had our matches match one a six woman tag between yuka sagazaki mizuki and hyper missile versus mahiro kiryu marai mayumi and suzume with hyper missile defeating mahiro with the I am a hero in 10 minutes and 13 seconds. Beginning of the match, after several prolonged hums from the Magical Sugar Rabbits, thank you guys, uh, Hyper says, hello, big children. She introduces her team and says that the teams don't match up, that it would be fairer for a two versus three, where the audience will get to see more of the Magical Sugar Rabbits, and she gets a free payday. 
Uh, unfortunately for her, she gets jumped as the uh, magical sugar rabbits just sit in the corner. Um, seems to me uh, these couple past few shows, Hyper Masao, she kind of just wants to show up, basically, which I think is yeah. an interesting little fun character <laughs> tidbit. Um, you got the start of this match. I really liked her. Uh, I, I loved her. Ex- her expressions are always on point. Um, I just love how she, you know, she just steps on Susume, pauses, looks down, and then just sits on her, just laughing. I freaking, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, Sugar Rabbids and Hyper. Uh, later on in the match, they set up uh, B-Star and Mahiro for a triple I'm a hero, but they miss, uh, which I thought was great. And then um, there's a very interesting moment uh, towards the end of this match where Mahiro, she counters the Hyper Me returns. Uh, then when Hyper runs at her, she, like, Mahiro, she barely lifts Hyper into a side slam, and she's very slow to capitalize, which made me question whether she was okay. Like, I'm not sure if you caught this tie, but even Hyper, if you looked at her face, like, she had this look as if she was, like, checking to see if Mahiro was all right. Like, maybe something was supposed to happen or she was just genuinely concerned. I don't know what happened. I I need to Um, look back on that because I didn't notice, like, any signs of distress or pain well like it, it was weird yeah like same for me but like mahiro she lifted like sh- she went to go hit the side slam on hyper but she like barely lifts her and then slams her but she just sits like she's kneeling over here like as if she's like trying to catch her breath or something i don't know it was very uh, weird uh, i hope she's okay like whatever yeah like, what, whatever it was or whatever i just like hopefully she's fine because yeah. like that look from Hyper, she was she was like, oh, I need to end this match quickly or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought this match was a pretty standard six woman. Uh, we had some fun moments with Magical Show Rabbits, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah, nothing too crazy. Um, Hyper Masao and the Sugar Rabbits are always a fun combination. I gave this a, or I gave this two stars. I gave it a two point, uh, well, two and a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I also wanted to mention, so before the match started, I saw uh, Yuka in the background. Oh, yeah. When she hangs down. When she hangs over herself, like, I'm yeah. the... oh, my God, Yuka, like, um, I-, I love the fact that as you're learning more and more about Tokyo Joshi, you know, because Ty, she's new at Tokyo Joshi, but like, um, you're, you're experiencing all these fun little character traits. Uh, Yuka, she, like, occasionally she will float, quote-unquote, on the rings, just, like, hovering herself. It's always fun to see. Yeah, and, she literally just like, went, like, 360 on the <laughs> And I'm like, what is going on? There was, there was one show from, it was either, like, last year or 2019, where I think it was another six-woman. And then, like, Yuka, she's just bouncing on the ropes. And then she... <laughs> somehow manages to balance herself without holding on to both hands and then the audience is just applauding and then you just see Mia Yamasha she's in the match she goes to like go for the ropes to like knock her off but luckily for Yuka she gets off like a second right before oh my God. Uh, Yamasha tips her but like <laughs> that, that's really great I love that I, I just yeah, I, made it a thing to just watch Yuka in the background because she's always <laughs> yeah she, she's always she's she's great 
is that like like her genuine character or just like her acting as her character i can never tell i would like to think that it's uh both yeah <laughs> <laughs> is she is yeah, there's a yeah uh, sorry for going a little bit off topic but there's another show um i don't remember uh when it was uh, if someone can help me it's from a show where uh in that arena they had posters of like various members of the tokyo joshi pro roster on that show the one of yuka's is there and then in the middle of a match it just falls (laughs) like (laughs) so you just see a bunch of wrestlers and then just one empty spot where yuka's poster used to be and then when yuka comes out during her match like she does her little pose and then she just stares at the empty spots (laughs) like out of disappointment (laughs) And in that I mean, same, sh- yeah, and I in that same that. show, she's trying to like um, go for a hot tag, and um, <laughs> she she's like balancing on the rope like she did, like she like she normally does, but she like falls over, and I think um, I think her partner was like Yuki Aino. Uh, Aino has to like hold her up so she can get the tag. <laughs> Just <laughs> Yuka's, oh my god, Yuka's great. I love her. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back on topic, we have matched to a tag team match between Bakuretsu sisters, Nodoka Tenma and Yuki Aino versus Hikashio, Hikari Noah, and Senashiori with Yuki defeating Sena with the full Nelson of love and fire in 12 minutes and 46 seconds. Ty, what did you think of this match? Um, I thought it was all right. Um, yeah. Like, it's, I, I don't know. I just wanted to see more from Hikari and Senna. Right. So, because I know it's kind of like, you just want to see more from them, personally. Yeah, they did, they did, and they did show off some early, or some initial tag team yeah. uh, maneuvers, especially on Nodoka, yeah. uh, just pinning her in the ropes and posing. That spot. Yeah. Um, I like Hikari stepping on Nodoka's hands, then just getting dropped immediately after. Yeah. Um, I, I was thought... hoping for some like unpredictability in this match. True. Yeah. 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 yeah I there's there's a good uh, some good exchanges between Ino and Akari. Uh, Akari definitely um, carried her team. Uh, we have Ino <laughs> lifting Akari with Akari breaking out, and then they both counter each other. Um, there's another okay. There's another spot where. Uh, one slam like doesn't look quite right and that's when hikari runs at nodoka and nodoka just barely lifts her up for a back body drop which kind of scared me it looked pretty brutal because i thought hikari was gonna land on her freaking head um but now she she lands her back and then hikari she quickly gets right back up and then they trade high-speed counters which i thought was great and then later on in the match you have uh, aino working over senna uh, Senna, she does get, um, she does hit the spaceship and then tries to get uh, Aino into several pen attempts, but one bulldog from Aino takes out Senna, followed up by the full Nelson, and that's the end of the match. Uh, I thought this was a pretty fine encounter between these two teams. Um, I like seeing uh, Higashio become more and more uh, just of a tag team, just developing their tag team psychology. Um, Bakuretsu sisters, they looked great. Uh, Higashio, they had some moments of fire, but overall they were basically overpowered pretty much the entire match. Um, I, I will notice um, I did like uh, Hikari, uh, but some of her movements were quite 
they were like not as fluid like as they could have been yeah like, there was a moment where she had to stop completely just to trip uh Nodica. uh but she looked good uh hanging in there so yeah i gave this uh two and a quarter me too no it's definitely I, a lot i'm gonna give it a two out of five but there there's some moments i feel like that deserves yeah this it, yeah. i i like i like that this was a fresh matchup so yeah, yeah nothing nothing too too spectacular but still pretty okay now we have our match three a six woman tag between there's a lot of six woman tags jesus um Yuki Kamifuku, Camille, Marika Kobashi, and Erisu Endo versus Shoko Nakajima, now Kakita, and Harda Neko with now defeating Erisu with the Sheeting Kai in 12 minutes and 6 seconds. Tai, what did you think of this match? Shoko was brutal on Erisu. <laughs> <laughs> there was one part where she has like Erisu, like, I think like over her knee or something, and she like Erisu's laying horizontal flat right yeah past the ropes and she just shoves her down and like she hits the ropes with her I don't know if it was her face or her neck but one <laughs> and I yeah. was like damn Shoko like no mercy to the rookie at all yeah I, I liked how Shoko and Camille started off the match and Camille just I love Camille too. Uh, she got yeah. on to sh- she she got to Shoko's height by standing on her knees for a uh, for a small portion of this match. That I enjoyed uh, just her just like moving with Shoko just on her knees. That was great. Uh, I just like how Shoko just reacts to that by basically just smacking the top of her head. Yeah. Um, she tags in Harna. Uh, they do a dosi spot, uh, which causes Harna to get kicked by Camille. Uh, poor Net. Poor Neko, she she like always gets hit like in the in the crossfire yeah. of her teammates. Yeah. Um, but she used her height, or they used their height or her height, uh, for their advantage because Camille just straight up jumps over her. Um, yeah, I saw as, that as well as uh, Mahiro. Um, I really liked how Camille compared both of Shoko and uh, Harna's uh, heights, and then just eye poke them. You, you basically have like two of the shortest people on the roster <laughs> together oh. just being yeah <laughs> um uh neko she she looked good i thought against arasu who basically had to fulfill her role of being worked over so you know playing playing a rookie um yeah. i thought the exchanges between now and kamiu were great uh just kamiu and now countering each other's uh kicks uh i really liked how now caught uh the head scissors ddt and then uh, ate another kick from Camille. Then Camille, she pokes Nao's eye and just smacks the shit out of her. <laughs> like, there's this one big slap that rang. <laughs> I-, I love that. Um, I thought it was interesting how Camille, she immediately tagged out and just let Erisu and Marka attack Nao. Um, now, I thought Nao looked very impressive in this match. She hit uh, some sort of hammerlock on Erisu. It was very fast. Uh, into a cross phase, um, and then takes out Camille with um, kind of like I don't know if this is like a move. Again, I'm terrible with moves. Um, it's kind of like a mix between like a hammerlock DDT and and like a reverse STO, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, she does. There is like a little bit of a timing issue, it seems, because like um, it seemed that like now was supposed to 
attack Camille, Kam- but Camille hadn't taken out Choku yet in the corner. So that was a little bit awkward, but eh. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought uh, now she looked great. Um, Ty, do you agree? I agree. They're, they're like, there's tension between now and Camille. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sense that. Like, right. We'll get to yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, this was a pretty pretty fun six woman. Uh, the interactions between now and Camille were great, uh, which plays well into what they're setting up. Yeah. Uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, Shoko showed off her quickness. Neko got to do some scratch spots and also used her height for some uh, fun shenanigans with Camille and Arisu jumping over her. So pretty fine match. I just gave it a two and a half. I give it two and three quarters. Understandable. Um, yeah. After the match, uh, now she grabs the mic and calls out Camille to challenge her for her international princess title. Camille responds by saying that that was the, quote, lamest, most normal challenge that she has ever gotten from anyone. Which now, which now replies, normal is good. It gets through the most. I love being normal. Uh, Camille says that even now's retorts are normal and that this, this line made me laugh and that now should go after the normal of princess title. <laughs> that's great. That's great. I love that. Um, she says that now, back. right. She <laughs> says that now is boring, but it's somewhat different for Camille to be beaten. Uh, I guess the last two or three years or so didn't exist, but okay. Um, great little interaction. Um, uh, there's a great little interaction when Nao uh, goes to shake Kamiyu's hand in which Kamiyu, uh, she goes for an eye poke and now grabs her hand and then just stops and just grabs Kamiyu's hair and just drags her down before looking at her straight in the eyes. Tension. Yes. Tension between these two and I love it. That's and it a looks lot like, of Right. And it looks like we've got our match uh, for Still Incomplete. Um, I find it interesting how now is getting her first storyline in, TG, in TJPW. Uh, she did just join them only last November. Yeah. I find it interesting how like, the, normal attach, the normal attachment is a bit of an odd fit for me. Uh, someone with the, name, uh, with the nickname Rat Chaser and the aggression that um, now uh, generally uh, shows off in her matches, like... Uh, yeah. her her basically choking her opponents in the ropes uh, kind of like Asuka Takigawa used to do. Eh, okay <laughs> but I can kind of see why they gave it to her because she hasn't really been able to do anything uh, storyline wise uh, since she's been uh, since she arrived you know she's new but um, now it's, it's fairly aggressive like you would right. think have some kind of like more character than just boring i mean true i mean true yeah like yeah. i when i saw when i saw this i i thought like this se- this story seems more suited for someone like mahiro that's what i was um, thinking like that even like sense. even during uh the feud between mahiro and camille uh, uh last year they even made a point out of uh camille trying to get mahiro to become like you know less uptight and more outgoing i guess it kind of doesn't work the same as camille and mahiro have they now have an established relationship with each other. Um, so interesting, but I can kind of see, uh, like I said before, uh, now she, she, she's joined them very recently. So she has, besides like her in-ring aggressiveness, she hasn't really showed off too much uh, storyline. Uh, they just haven't really been doing anything with her. So I'm very excited to see uh, 
what they do with her now. Uh, I'm glad that we have a new challenger to Camille and can't wait to see the match that they put on. Um, yeah. And, right. And match four, we have a singles match between Saki-sama with, that's really important, with May St. Mitchell <laughs> versus Moka Miyamoto. We have Saki-sama defeating Moka with the, with the Versailles foot choke in nine minutes and 34 seconds. I just have to say one thing right now. Poor Moka. No, no. This, this, was, this was one-sided as it gets. <laughs> like, I'm surprised this, this wasn't as much of a squash as it ended up being. Um... This, the, the entire story of this match was basically Saki-sama. She, she knows that she can beat Mocha, so she didn't really, yeah. she didn't really take this match too seriously. Um, she basically talked to the ref quite a lot, which allowed May uh, to uh, distract Mocha, you know, latching onto her in the corner to allow Saki-sama to kick her. Um, uh, also, just stomping on her relentlessly for like a million yeah. times on the outside. Um, just this was just basically Saki-sama just playing with her food, taking things slowly and methodically. Uh, she doesn't really have to do anything because it's Mocha. She she doesn't have to bring a sweat yeah. for her. Um, but I, I did like about this match is that Mocha she, she got fired up quite a bit with some quick strikes. Um, and I thought it was very interesting how much the crowd actually got behind Mocha. Yeah. Um. I will say, uh, one spot that I thought was a bit unnecessary in this match was a tray spot with May that involved a ref bump. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, she grabs the... Uh, I almost said she grabs the ref, huh? She grabs yeah. the tray and then stands on the apron. The ref goes to stop her, and then... <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I guess force. Yeah, yeah I, force happened, and somehow the ref uh, got hit with the tray. He <laughs> dies. <laughs> and then that basically that basically allows Soggy Sama to just stand back in the corner while May uh, attacks Mocha. Um, I thought that was I thought that was a bit unnecessary. Um, uh, she does. Uh, I'm not sure if this is new, but she I did uh, notice that she did something a little bit different with the tray, in which she put it down and then uh, proceeds to face Buster Mocha onto it. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, and then. She wakes up the ref, and then uh, I really liked how Mocha actually kicked out, thank God, <laughs> after she got hit with the roses. Uh, that gives a little bit more credibility to Mocha. Yeah. But, you know, uh, besides that, uh, Saki-sama, she hits a big brain buster, then the Versailles foot choke for the win. This match was one-sided as expected. Mocha had brief flashes of offense that honestly gathered a lot or a good amount of support uh she's easily playing that underdog baby face perfectly yeah. um i like how soggy sama was pretty much uncaring towards the entire thing just punishing mocha and not overall just getting herself to work that hard against her um i appreciated may being a no good carefree child as i put it yeah. <laughs> um as soggy sama just stands back and lets her have her fun um outside of the ref bump being unnecessary this match pretty much went as i thought it was so i gave it a star and a half wait 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 can you repeat that rating again <laughs> i gave it a star and a half a star and a half 
Yes. What what is that number? That's one that's one point five. One point five? It was pretty it was just sock is one point five. I'm not really a big fan of I, like squash matches, I'll be completely honest. I have they no do idea. nothing for me. Okay, well for me. wasn't there a part where May she <laughs> put on a tray, right? And she was helping Saki reach the ropes with the tray. True, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I thought that was pretty clever. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just not a big fan of of like one sidedness. Like oh. one of one of my like I understand when they have to do it, I completely get it, but it's just personally not a thing I, 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 I'm never really into. Um, you know me, like the best parts of matches for me are when you have a balance between the two uh, competitors and it's kind of like you don't know who has the upper edge, so you get a lot of back and forth, and I love that stuff. I, it is one of the things I love most about in-ring uh, wrestling. So squash matches for me are kind of just like, meh. I gave it... A two and a half stars. That's. I mean, that's fair. You know, it's, it's like, only I thought a star it was level. good. I thought it was <laughs> no, I, and I, I completely get it because um, I was really harsh on the show. If my <laughs> if my <laughs> ratings if my if my ratings aren't that particularly obvious, but um, yeah, I understand it because Mocha, you know, sh- she wasn't completely destroyed, um, as it were. So she, you know, she yeah. had her moments, and the crowd really got really rooted for her uh for a comeback so yeah i just um, had to clarify your score because i i just <laughs> didn't know how yeah i know was. i was like wait it can't be that bad right no i don't i didn't think it was terrible i didn't i didn't think it was god awful it's like, just oh yeah it's a 1.5 <laughs> yeah it's just it's just these types of matches are not for me i get what i get why they're there but yeah Post-match, yeah. Saki-sama, she grabs the mic and tells May how great of a with she was, <laughs> saying that she has never seen a better with. I thought that was great. This causes the Bakuretsu sisters to come out with Aino saying how awful May is. May then kind of walks around the sisters and calls them, <laughs> she calls them small and round, like toys, and how she wants to play with them. Saki-sama says that because they have a match at Korkin next month, the sisters should become mascots like cork and pork and finishes by saying that they will go see the cherry blossoms. Very interesting promo from Saki-sama. Notika sell- <laughs> right. No- yeah. selling throughout that entire thing is amazing. She just like holds her arms and like, <laughs> that's great. Um, she says that B-Gun uh, said some quote, sensitive stuff that can get you can't that can get you canceled so i guess she's been on twitter uh and says that they like beef more than pork anyways i love how i know i love how i know it's just like that's what you had a problem with and then gives it and then gives in to selling pork at a food stand to get rich and then their promo ends with notica basically making sure that whatever food they get is with rice uh, as that is one of her favorite things in life Notica's oh. passion for rice is kind of adorable. You can you can see more on you can see more of it on Twitter. All right, lastly, in our main event, it is once again time to join the Palm Order as we have a oh, six-woman match between <laughs> Riga Tatsumi, Mia Watanabe, Palm Harajuku versus Raku, Mia Yamashita, and the returning Maki Ito with Maki defeating Palm with the Ito Deluxe in 14 minutes and 48 seconds. 
Ito's back, and because she's Maki Ito, she gets her own entrance. Um, I really liked how Yamasha says happy birthday to Palm, because that's uh, technically the day after, but that's it was very close to that time. That's very wholesome. Happy Palm Day indeed. Um, Ty, what did you think of this match? I thought it was really good. I really liked it. I agree. I, I, I really enjoyed like a lot of the sequence, like the Rock Three train. Yes. It was yeah, really so, funny in this one. Right, like when uh, Maki hits the Kokeshi to the back of Watanabe's back. Yeah. Uh, she tags in Yamashita and then once a million, they set up for their elevated headbutt, but Raku kind of just like interrupts them <laughs> to say, go for the Oyasumi Express. I like, yeah. I like how Maki's just like trying to like, can you move out of the way, please? Yeah. <laughs> like, she, like that type of motion. But I like uh, how even, Maki is like, no, the Express must Yeah, she, <laughs> true, yes. She's like, I'm freaking Raku. <laughs> we have to do this. And then once a million are like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, that was great. Um, Tini, what, what you were saying? Oh, it's just like a combined attack. It's like, you right. know how, how the Power Rangers come together and they're like, make this one thing? It's kind of like Raku, Maki, and Miyu all together. Yes. So I really like that. Yeah. Uh, another combo. On the other side, we have Daydream uh, and Palm teaming together again. Uh, they hold down Raku uh, for Palm to assault her. Uh, I feel like I feel like Daydream and Palm could be an interesting little trio stable if they want to, you know, develop that more. Um, I doubt they will, but just a little thought by me. I mean, it'd um, be a good promotion for your Palm order. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, Yamasha, she has all the kicks with Watanabe, which I thought was a great sequence, just taking her down. Uh, the Miyus, they struggle for power again uh, with Watanabe lifting Miyu uh, for an axe handle, and then she hits the swing backbreaker, followed up by the giant swing. Um, I liked how uh, Watanabe, she tries to powerbomb Yamashita, uh, but she dodges a kick. But then eats another big enziguri, ow, uh, from Yamashita. Uh, and both of them, they, they get down, or they're hit down, and then they get a hot tag to Rika and Maki. The initial tension between Maki and Rika is great. Like, they yeah. both quickly get into the ring, then pause, and then go at it. It's Maki versus Rika. It's the battle between uh, Rika's hip attacks versus Maki's indestructible head. Yes. And that played into here. Uh, Ito blocks Rika's forearm with her hand, uh, with her head, sorry, uh, causing big damage. And then later on, they collide head to hip attack with Maki seemingly taking the most damage. Um, I really like how Maki gives Rika the finger, but Rika grabs it. <laughs> um, then later on, uh, just, you know, the secrets between Maki and Rika were great. Uh, I'm definitely excited for that match, if, I, if it hasn't been clear. Uh, later on in the match, um, we have Palm uh, and Maki. Palm shin kicks uh, Maki and then rolls backward for a near fall. So Maki hits the hammerlock DDT, and Palm's selling of it is great. Like... Yes. She hits it and Palm freaking dies. Like she's unmoving. <laughs> like it's great. Uh, she takes a she takes a diving big head from Maki, but is saved by Watanabe. Um, then I really like how once a million they attempt to double team Rika, but Rika counters, and then you just have Maki striking Yamasha uh, accidentally as a result. Um, Rika sets up Palm uh, by giving a backbreaker uh, to Maki, which allows Palm to hit the missile drop kick. 
But then eventually Maki overpowers Palm and puts her into the Edo Deluxe for the win. I thought this was a very good six-woman main event uh, yes. to end the show. Uh, I really love the exchanges between the Mews, uh, along with the beginning build of Maki and Rika's title match uh, with their sequences. Uh, Maki, back from AEW, she looks incredible as she is without a doubt the main focus of the match. Uh, yes. Her offense against Palm made her look great uh, and powerful. So I like this match. I gave this uh, three and a half out of five. I gave it three and three quarters. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, and also this match, it made me realize two things. Right. The first thing, what are those? I really like swing attacks. The, the, the giant yes, swing or? The gi- yeah. Both of them, all of them. Like, I like <laughs> when they do swing attacks. And second of all, Maki's head is really strong. Like, oh, yeah, that thing, that thing you, can't, not expect- you can't pierce that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't expect Rika to, like, just hit her head and then she, like, actually feel pain. Maki's just over here, like, dominating right. that moment. Like, yeah, my head is actually that strong. So, after the match, uh, Maki, she grabs the mic and addresses Rika's comments from the previous show. She's that, she says that she was indeed on edge because she didn't have the confidence and uh, needed to make herself look bitter or bigger, rather. Maki, uh, she continues by saying that she doesn't need that anymore because she has since developed more confidence and pride. She then asks the crowd to raise their hand if they missed her, which apparently some of the crowd don't, which is pretty funny. Uh, While at AEW, Maki was reminded that she is the world-renowned charisma. She then says that, she then says something particularly interesting. She says that she will become champ and take everyone to Saitama Super Arena and a packed Tokyo Dome, so us fans of TJPW can be like, we've been watching Ito since she used to wrestle only in Shinkaba. That's a gigantic thing to say from Ito, that she will bring us all to the Tokyo Dome. Uh, Out of all places, like, that venue, you know, it's quote-unquote the Madison Square Garden of Japan. It holds all the big New Japan events. Um, Stardom has had a couple of, like, matches uh, as, like, sort of dark matches uh, on those shows. So that's really interesting to see Maki uh, say. Um, I I don't know if they're going to do it, but honestly, honestly, if anyone from TJPW can do that, it's Maki Ito, and I believe in her. Yeah. So uh, at the end of her promo, she asks, who's the cutest in the world? In which there is only one true answer. Ito-chan. Ito-chan, indeed. <laughs> and that was the show. Um, I gave this, ma- or this match, I gave the show a six and a half out of ten. Uh, it was sort of like an opposite of the last show, where it was a lot weaker in terms of overall max- match quality, uh, in my opinion. But it did make up a lot for that. Uh, by progressing storylines. We, you know, we have a new challenger to Kamiyo's international title. Uh, tensions between uh, Neo Bishki Gun and Bakuretsu sisters are growing, and Maki's back from AEW to challenge Riga. Uh, I just thought we have some great stuff to start off the spring yeah. tour. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Give it a pretty low rating. 
I'm surprised. Like I said, I think I was pretty strict on this show. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... I can tell that the fourth match was not <laughs> not your favorite. <laughs> like, I expe- like, I thought it was going to be the opener. So when I got to it, I was a bit tired. So I was like, all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> Make, makes sense. Um, but anyway, um, just some... These last two shows I thought were great. Uh, good, th- uh, good shows to start off the spring tour and to build uh, to still incomplete... Uh, next month on the 17th. Um, Ty, do you agree? I agree. Alrighty, and um, it's been it's been a while since we've recorded for Tokyo Joshi, and that's mainly because uh, TJBW hasn't had a couple shows in a while, but that is going to change very quickly because we have a lot of shows coming up in early April, <laughs> and yeah, especially with the, though. yeah, especially with that, that's, JPW shows happening, um, you know, starting next month. Uh, we're going to have a lot of content for Tokyo Joshi, and I'm very excited for that. Um, so our upcoming um, recording for the next episode will be on the show on the 1st of April, TJPW Inspiration, uh, featuring the hardcore match between Hikari Noah and Rina Yamasha, as well as the uh, show on the 3rd of April, Spring Tour, um the bullet i'm not i know that uh go girl is the day after but we'll see if we can fit that into next episode if not it's fine we'll um i mean wrestle universe uploading we'll decide that basically yeah um but uh for next episode look out for tjpw inspiration as well as the next bullet show that's coming up so um, yeah um that has been the podcast um i'm so glad to have done this. It's been a while. I've missed this. Um, as you can tell, uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at crash rabbit pod. Uh, the crash rabbit pod is available on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, anchor breaker and radio public. Ty, do you have anything else to say? No, I think we summed it up pretty well. Alrighty. And with that, my name is Robbie. This is Ty. This has been the Crash Rabbit Pod, the podcast dedicated to exploring the magical world of Tokyo Joshi. Talk to you guys later in episode eight.